Hey everybody, uh, welcome to a bonus episode of Music and Moonsaults, uh, focusing on the music today. Uh, we are going today, uh, or I'm going to, I should say, uh, be reviewing the new Foo Fighters album. It's been out about two weeks. It's called Medicine at Midnight. It's really awesome. I'm going to tell you all about it here in a minute. Uh, before I do that, um, if you're watching here on YouTube, awesome. Please leave a thumbs up on the video. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't yet. Um, all that good kind of stuff. I also have started to release the audio uh, in podcast form for you to listen if you're like me. Uh, I came to the conclusion that it's unfair to of me to ask people to sit and watch, especially the longer videos, uh, when I'm not really one to do that myself. So I'm much more of an audio podcast uh, listener. Um, so I decided I can post the audio of these shows. Um, currently they are on Spotify, uh, Google podcasts and Apple podcasts. Just search music and moon salts, uh, and you'll find them. Those are the three big ones. Uh, but if you just go to anchor.fm and search for music and moon salts, it'll, it'll give you all the info on all the different, uh, places you can listen to the show. If you would prefer to listen to an audio version, um, but if like if you're listening on Apple uh, Podcasts, please leave me a five star review uh, or a five star rating and leave me a, a good review because that'd be helpful. Um, yeah, so just you know, just want to give you more options to to take in the content, so to speak. Um, but yeah, like I said, we're talking uh, medicine at midnight. Um, I finally got my vinyl in. Uh, last weekend, uh, so I've been listening to it quite a bit, um, the album, um, there's the record, and then, uh, here's the, uh, it's got another jacket with, uh, on the back, it's got all the pictures of the guys in the band in it, there we go, um, and then there's a lyric sheet. Somewhere in here. Yeah, here it is. Here's the lyric sheet. So, um, so yeah. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go track by track. Tell you what I think of each song. Um, and uh, I've also... So in conjunction with the release of this album, Foo Fighters have their own channel on SiriusXM right now. So I've been listening to that a lot and uh, got some, um, one of the things they did is, is they went and uh, track by track and each member took turns uh, saying stuff about a song. Um, and then also, you know, I've seen a few interviews that the guys have done in with, you know, promoting this album they just released a Spotify playlist where they'll play the song and then Dave 
and Pat Smear and Rami Jaffe will talk about kind of how they recorded it and stuff like that. So not only will I give you my opinions on the songs, um, but I'll also uh, any interesting tidbits I've found uh, listening to all this stuff. I'll, I'll kind of pass along stuff that I think is cool. Um, overall, I really like this album. Um, I think it's my favorite Foo Fighters album since Wasting Light, which is saying something because while I wasn't a big fan of the last album, Concrete and Gold, I did like Sonic Highways quite a bit. Um, if you saw the the show I did with my brother Kyle and our buddy Logan, um, you know, the first six songs on Sonic Highways, I love. The last two, not so much. But the first six, six songs, I absolutely love. But I think I like this one better. Um... There's a couple songs that I'm not really into, but the rest of them, especially there's two of them, especially that I, I'm just in love with. Um, so yeah, I, I, I really dig the album. Um, so the first song is called making a fire and it's so happens to be, it was the first song that they recorded for the album too. And from what I've gathered, listening to all the stuff um unlike past Foo Fighters albums um where you know Dave would demo a bunch of songs and then give them to the rest of the guys and then they would come in and record this was kind of like like more like a learn as you go process where Dave wouldn't really let the guys hear anything until they go to record the song so making a fire the first song on the album first song they recorded it starts out with a cool uh, Taylor Hawkins drum pattern, and um, one of the things on this album that they um, incorporate more than they have in any other point is the use of back backup singers. Um, so there's the drum beat, and then the guitar comes in, and then the backup singers. Uh, start doing some nanas and I have a theory um the way to make a good song even better is you either add nanas lalas cowbell or hand claps and this actually has two of those it has nanas and ha hand claps uh towards the end of the song uh but this is a really good opening track just a, a real good solid rockin opening track with with a lot of groove to it um that's probably a word i'm going to use a lot talking about this album is groove because there's a lot of groove on this album um just shy of uh almost like it's not a dance album but there's definitely songs that you can dance to i i suppose if you're into that sort of thing i'm not a dancer but such as life. Um, so like making a fire. I really like that song. It's a great song. Uh, shame. Shame is the second song on the album. It was the first single again, something pretty different. Um, this is the first time that they've used a drum loop, uh, on a song. And basically what they did is just, um, they had Taylor, 
Um, they recorded the album in a, in a house that they rented. That uh, was kind of like not quite haunted, but kind of creepy, I guess. Uh, but it had great like drum sounds where they set the drums wherever they set the drums up in the house. And so for this song, there was a stairwell with a landing that they set Taylor up with just a, a kick drum, a snare, and a hi hat. And he did this this simple, um, you know, four bar uh, drum pattern, and they looped it, and that's the same uh, pattern, no alterations throughout the whole song. So, and Taylor, uh, um, one of the things I heard Taylor talk about is like he wasn't really sure about it because, like I said, this was the first time they've used it. Uh, but then, uh, you know, he got to thinking there's a, uh, you know, there's a queen song, uh, I think it's dragon attack. Uh, and then, um, oh, there's, oh, uh, don't let me down. Um, or don't bring me down by ELO uses a drum loop like that too. So once he kind of thought about that, he, he was more okay with it. Um, but yeah, it's it's a really it's it's a simple song, but it's still it's really good. Um, I liked it when I heard it. Uh, I know some people were kind of like, eh, "What is this?" Um, but I really like the song. Uh, third song on the album, "Cloud Spotter," uh, and this was the last song that they recorded for the album, and. It's got this cool, um, cool guitar riff. And I guess it's a riff that Dave has had for a long time, uh, at least three years. Um, and he kind of based it off of going back to Cali by LL Cool J of all things. Uh, so he had this kind of, so he, you know. He just couldn't find anything to go with it. And he finally, finally figured out the melody that he wanted to go with it. And it's really the first time I, heard, I listened through the album, it was kind of weird because it's, it's, it's hard to hear Dave's vocals um, during the verses because he's singing really low. And he's like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then I don't know if it's one of the, the backup singers or if it's Taylor uh, doing the heart. Uh, like a higher part. Um, but it's kind of cool. And then when it gets to the chorus, it really kicks up and it rocks. It's got a really, uh, a big chorus. Um, there's a part, you know, where you scream, bang, bang, bang. Uh, I can't wait till things go back to normal. They can tour. I can see them. Cause I can imagine this song live. Uh, is going to be awesome. I can't wait to sing along with it. Um, and apparently the um, the riff he plays during the choruses has been around for since before the first Foo Fighters record. Excuse me. Um, so yeah, this is kind of like a like a hodgepodge of of ideas that Dave's had kicking around for a while that he finally found. Uh, use for so that was kind of cool. Um, 
it's uh that was probably my favorite song on the album up until this week i think it's been replaced but it's definitely if it's not my favorite song on the album it's like 1b one of those type of scenarios um song four waiting on a war um this one i'm not as keen on um the story goes and he's dave's told this a bunch is it's kind of twofold um when he was a kid growing up outside washington dc uh you know he was always worried about you know whether there was going to be a war and he said he'd often had dreams of going into the backyard and seeing seeing bombs drop and stuff like that um so then flash forward you know while they're making this this record and uh one of his daughters asks him you know are we gonna have a war and it kind of brought him back to having those feelings of when he was a kid so he wrote this song um and it starts out you know uh, you know him and an acoustic guitar and it's kind of a mellow song for the most part until the end and once it gets to the end it really picks up tempo and it becomes more of a rocker towards the end but it takes a while to get there so it's not like i said it's not my favorite or even close to my favorite it's probably my second to least favorite song on the album uh but not i wouldn't say it was bad it just you know not not really my my cup of tea um i'll tell you what is my cup of tea this is what i think is now my favorite song on the record the self or the the title track medicine at midnight uh the more i listen to the song the more i fall in love with it i really love this song um it's got it's like a it's like a combination of uh, of obviously the foo fighters but it's like let's dance david bowie and then like 70s rolling stones like miss you like combined um it's just a really cool um cool groovy track um the the second verse especially um that's where i get the rolling stones he's it's very uh, to me um very mick jagger-esque the first verse is very david bowie in let's let stands where you know it's very more of a a calm vocal and then the second verse he really like belts it out jagger style um and then the solo is like i it's not you know it's not a direct rip off but you can very t- like it sounds like it's related it's like the distant cousin of Stevie Ray Vaughan's solo for Let's Dance um so i just i think it's a great song i think it's the best song on the record as I said, um, 
Yeah, it's 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 it's. I think is when it's all said and done, it might be, if not in my top ten, close to my in my top ten Foo Fighter songs of all time. I really love that song. Um. Next, we have uh, "No Son of Mine." This is the heaviest uh song on the record. It's got this big chunking riff that. Um, heavy, fast. It's um, um. Yeah, it's just a really, just a really um straight ahead, heavy rocker. So, it's pretty good. Uh, holding poison, um. That song, this song is, uh, they've, I've heard them say this is probably the most Foo Fighters song on the album. I kind of get that, uh, the, the intro to the song, uh, reminds me of White Stripes. Um, just the, the riff of the song, and then once the drum come, kicks, comes in, it's just kick drum, do, do, do. And it's very, gave me a very White Stripes vibe. Um, but the rest of the song is cool. There's a there's a cool breakdown uh, where they play this. And then, you know, and then there's a guitar solo while, while the rest of the band is playing that riff. And then the background singers are doing this. Just holding these notes it's kind of eerie in a way um there's also a uh um a little nod to queen um because he goes i spin around 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 it's kind of like uh here i am um a little bit it's got that kind of a kind of a feel to it um but it's a good song i like it um next we have chasing birds and this is probably no it not probably it's my least favorite song on the album uh but i do like it the more i listen to it um again to me this is um this one to me has a John Lennon like uh, the song "Woman," uh, that kind of a feel to it. Um, again, that's what came to my head when I heard it the first couple times. I'm like, well, that that rem- that's what this reminds me of, type of thing. So once I figured that out, I think I liked it more. It's still, like I said, still my least favorite song on the album, but what can you do? Something's got to be, uh, something's got to be at the bottom, I guess. Um, and then the last song, Love Dies Young. Uh, and the story with this song is, um, so... Uh, Dave had this riff, and it was like just a straight dun 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 dun, and he was like, you know what? Eh, we've done that before. 
Let's try something else. So then he switches it up to a like a and then he has uh told Taylor to play like a like a dance beat, which he does. So the way <laughs> I saw one interview where Dave described it as it's ABBA if if Kiss played ABBA is what this song was. And once he explained it like that, I'm like, well, I, I sign me up. Uh, it's a, it's just, it's a fun little song to close the, the record. Um, yeah, it's a nice little peppy. Um, I mean, with a title like love dies young, you wouldn't necessarily think of it as peppy, but like to me, it's, you know, it's got some pep to it. Um, so yeah, I I um kind of disco-y, I guess, but I don't know. I like it. So anyways, that's it. That is my rundown of Foo Fighters Medicine at Midnight. Um I definitely suggest you check this out. Um like I said, I think it's a really great album. I uh, was really happy when I heard it and uh, can't wait to hopefully see them on tour sometime soon. So, All right, that'll do it for me. Uh, like I said, uh, thumbs up on the video. Please subscribe to the channel. Um, you know, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, um, you know, or listen to it on Spotify or Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from. Um, you know, leave a review there, all that kind of stuff. Tell your friends all, you know, all that good kind of stuff. So, um, so yeah, uh, until next time, uh, I believe next time you will see me, I will be joined by Mr. Matt Durr again, and we will be talking No Way Out 2001. I just finished watching that show, getting prepped for it, for when we record. It's a great show. Can't wait to talk about it with Matt and talk about it with all of you guys. So, until then, see ya.